I wish Chicago had. Chicago does have a theme song. They do? From the Broadway show. Oh, but they don't say. I don't care, but it's from the show. Lip shits. Cicero. Welcome to the Brew News Podcast, all the news that's fit to brew. I'm Andrew Jennings. And I'm Laura Jennings. And today we are doing a special episode about our wonderful vacation in Chicago. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, so it is not going to be a traditional episode. Obviously, we are just going to be talking about um, our time there, which we did not anticipate uh, spending most of it at breweries. But Andrew... We wanted to go to breweries. I made a nice map for Andrew and showed him how many breweries were in Chicago. Didn't think he was going to drag me to this many of them. We almost had a third of them. Ridiculous. <laughs> and to preface, we were there for four full days. <laughs> but we also saw a ton of other stuff. Don't yeah. get us wrong. This was not a drinking trip. It turned. We only life. day drunk a couple of times. Every day. Every day. But we mostly hit like museums and I did the sky box. We did the touristy or things. Sky deck, whatever it is. Yeah, we it's have the terrifying. Sky deck. Uh, we did the sky deck. We did, we did all the touristy things. We had a great time. Uh, we highly saw Hamilton. We did see Hamilton. Can you pick some Hamilton music for this episode? As you were, sir. Oh, all the puns. Oh, yes, yes, Gosh, yes. Gosh, no. Okay. <laughs> when we do our... Oh, good Lord. Right uh, now, we're in the room where it happens. Okay. I digress. You're done now. <laughs> Let's talk about breweries. So, Chicago brewing is interesting. Um, there's not... There wasn't a ton of breweries in Chicago. And I think, like everywhere else, they, they expanded with the craft beer scene. Um, a lot of the Illinois breweries, a lot of that upper Midwest breweries, they're highly... Um, influenced by their their heritage of the groups that founded their area chicago has a very strong uh, german heritage as well as a strong like uh, eastern european heritage as well like poland and um and they also have some irish heritage as well so that that really impacts their brewing uh, as much as anything else chicago as we also know is a fairly corrupt city for many 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 years wrap it up um and that impacted what the breweries were able to brew because the breweries couldn't get out of the distribution issue. North Carolina is going through that right now with the dist- distributors owning, um, uh, having a say in how much breweries can make. The breweries in Chicago were dealing with the same shenanigans, but they have some of them have dealt with it better than others. But I think of what Chicago breweries have done because Chicago is such a large city, the breweries themselves have been able to focus on this idea of a neighborhood brewery, and we're going to see that pop up as we talk about all the breweries we went to visit. Except for two of them. <laughs> and I think we should give context for like what we did, like right. which ones we paired together. That way, if you're ever in Chicago mm. and decide you want to hit, you know, certain things, we can kind of walk you through our itinerary. That's true. Yeah. Because so we, we did try and do our breweries like the breweries are fairly clustered. Um, they're all there's a couple that are clustered and they just have different pockets throughout the city. Um, so that's a good way to talk about. It. So that's a good idea. Lah. So let's start off with the first one we did. So day one. Day one. Uh, we were there for four days. So our first day, Andrew dragged me to the, uh, which building is it? The tall building? Uh, the Willis Tower. The formerly, Willis Tower. Only the Sears Tower. He dragged me all the way up to the top and we were doing the sky deck or whatever. Highly recommend if you get a It chance, was terrifying. You've got it's to very do it. cool. You've got to do it. I got too. a picture in the glass box. I'm not a heights person, um, but we did that. And then afterwards, we decided we needed a drink. So <laughs> we, we th- these breweries that we went to were not necessarily close by but when you get a you know l pass for the week or whatever you can yeah, just zip around you can just you can, their train system is great and what we didn't learn until day was it day two or day whatever but if you have an l pass you can also ride the buses 
Uh, yeah. Oh, that was the same day. So after we went to the um, Sky Deck, we went to Navy Pier, which was way cool. Which and is actually around. getting a, uh, a Miller uh, brew deck. They so they, they have one. one, but it wasn't open because yeah. it's seasonal. Yeah. And yeah, the Navy Pier. Navy Pier in March is cold. I mean, it was cold, but it was a sunny day. So people mm-hmm. were there with their kids and you their know pups going and, for runs. Yeah. So yeah. it was very populated. Mm-hmm. It was uh, not, We were not there for Polar Vortex. But yeah, we were down on the sky deck by like 11 and thought, mm, I guess we should walk around a little bit before we hit the breweries. Yeah. So uh, we did. So we did. So we actually visited, um, when we'll do this one in an episode at some point, but mm-hmm. we visited the original brewery in Chicago. Well, not, I guess technically not the original, but the original craft, modern craft brewery. And that's Goose Island. So that was founded in 1988. And unfortunately, it was, it's also one of AB InBev, so Anheuser-Busch's first large acquisitions in the craft beer scene. So that's why you see Goose Island everywhere. You go to a stadium, you'll have Bud Light, Budweiser, Goose Island IPA Mm -hmm. because they own Goose Island. And we'll do Goose Island in detail at some point. It's, It's just wild. But from like a, you know, visit going to their, yeah. which one, do we, they have multiple facilities. Right. So we so, visited the Clybourne Brewing Facility mm-hmm. and we saw they were doing tours. We didn't opt to do that, but you could get a tour and they had some tasters. They were filling up at the bar, but we just sat at the bar. It was a Saturday afternoon and I think we each got a flight. They have a lot on draft, obviously, and the ambiance was nice. It was very family friendly. There were kids all over and we were just hanging out, day drinking. Yeah. You was, could get food there. Yeah. And th- this is the interesting thing. I think I think about the two big boys we went to. So Goose Island and uh, Ballast Point. Spoiler alert. Um, I guess I should say that before I say who we're doing. But um, the big guys, when we're here and we go to the store, we can get Goose Island IPA and Goose Island 312 Urban Wheat. And that's it. Mm-hmm. They had... 15, 16 other beers I yeah. had never heard of before. So that's fun. Like, yeah. even though they're a really big brewery, like, yeah. you still get a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. When AB InBev bought them out, um, they bought out their, uh, AB InBev produces their large breweries, their flagship beers, so their IPA, their Urban Wheat, and maybe one or two others. But Goose Island still produces their own small batch stuff. So the stuff we have, Falma Untap, what did I have that over there? I know, I'm pulling up my photos right now. I had 80 cents, next something, Matilda. I didn't take a photo of Andrew got some sours when we were there. Yeah, I didn't take a photo of my of what I got. Yeah, I, I, I had some IPAs. I didn't put it in my untapped either. But yeah, we had a lot of good beer there and we had we each got a flight and then I think we each got a half pour after it, and none of it I'd ever seen anywhere else before. Mm-hmm. Goose Island was the one place we didn't take a photo of their beer menu. That was our mistake. Um, but yeah, they're known for their IPA and their Bourbon County Bourbon Barrel Age Stout, which I guarantee you, Travis and I will be doing on the Patreon at some point. Mm-hmm. We may even do a vertical of that because Travis has been collecting BB, the uh, uh, Bourbon Ooh, County. Cool. Uh-huh. So we'll probably do three years, two or three years of that Fun. at one time. So after that, we walked about three blocks, four blocks. Yeah, not bad. To uh, close. Off Color. Um, and Off Color's bre- uh, bar room is called The Mouse Trap. This... So we were just there on a random Saturday afternoon, probably around four o'clock. You open the doors and this place is buzzing with people. It is popping. Yeah, it sounds like a beehive. Oh, what we didn't know was that we actually showed up the day of their their 2019 release of their barrel-aged Dino S'mores, which is one of their beers. And this place was popping. It was out of control. I wanted to leave, but Andrew made me stay. Yes. <laughs> in retrospect, we probably should have gotten a pint and left, but we stayed for like two or three pints. I like a quiet place where I can get an entire flight and taste a bunch of stuff. 
Sorry, we just watched that movie last night. Oh, he was giving me the like, don't talk. The the aliens can hear you. Yeah, they're going to kill you. La. The rest of this episode will be in sign language. Good luck for this audio <laughs> format. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It, we went there and it was a dinosaurs release. And when we first got there, it was crazy because they were people were buy, going. They'd go to the bar, maybe get a beer, but then they would go to the back and then everyone would walk out. Yeah, with, like in their brewing facility, they had a line where you could just buy cases of stuff. Oh, and I wish we had been able to do that. Too bad we were flying. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, we went to Off Color and uh, this was founded in two... Actually... This I don't remember when Off Color was founded, but the owners met at the Siebel Institute in 2008. Mm. Now, the Siebel Institute is the same place that uh, Ian went to for his training. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Ian from Brown Truck. From Brown Truck, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so they brew a lot of different things. They brew a beer in honor of uh, Sue, a dinosaur named Sue. We saw Sue. We met Sue. She's my best friend now. They. Oh, yes. They are They, they are has a Twitter. Friend. Oh, follow Sue on Twitter. Sue is so funny on Twitter. You're not following Sue on Twitter. I don't know what you're doing. It was the best. That was when we weren't drinking. We were at the Field Museum. But, but then we drank later that day. But you could get, you could get their beer. You could absolutely get their beer at the Field Museum. Because the tooth and claw that uh, Off Color makes is in honor of <laughs> I forgot <Sue>. about that. <laughs> yeah. I needed a Gatorade for obvious reasons that morning. But <laughs> yeah. we could have bought their beer. <laughs> so um, we were there for their, like I said, their 2019 Barrel Age Dinosaurs release. So I got a pint of that. Um, we also well, can we just talk about so it was so oh. busy and their menu bless their hearts had no information on it <laughs> it's the exact thing ian warned about you yeah about you have to fight to get to the front of the bar and then when you're there and you're looking at their chalkboard it's just names that mean nothing to I mean, anybody yeah it would be like so the tooth and claw that is brewed for sue i believe is a farmhouse ale but it would just say tooth and claw so you had and, to know you had to know. So he drink, like fights was. his way to the front and is trying to order for us. And I love a good IPA. So he's like, Laura likes IPAs. What should she get? Oh, we don't do that here. The closest thing we have is this like farmhouse funk ale, I don't which know is not the closest thing they had to an IPA. We later learned when we were looking at their website. Yeah, I had to like. Google but I was like, why can't you just give a little more information? I had to Google every single beer. After made. we already had a pint and yeah. I was mad. Take me away. This yeah. place is too loud. We did stay for a couple. We, yeah, we had another round. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they brew almost exclusively Belgians, farmhouse ales, gozas, and stouts, and the occasional, occasional lager. Um, while we were there, I had we had the barrel-aged dinosaurs, Apex Predator, which is, I think, the one they said that was like an, like an IPA. Lies. That's a saison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the weird one it I had. It was still okay. Yeah. And the weirdest one I had, I had to get this. I wasn't going to get it, but they had the Bear Bear, which is a sati. It's a Finnish style of beer, mm. which I guarantee you we will never do in the Brew News Pod beer style series because I've never heard of that before. And How I'm, many of those can you find at Total Wine? I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Just no. <laughs> but this was a fun little brewery. By the time um, I think they stopped selling the bottles like 30 minutes before we left, and mm-hmm. it was really clearing out. And yeah. I really feel that if we hadn't been there for a bottle release of that beer, we would have been much happier. And it was fine. And it was family friendly too. Mm-hmm. So if you have kids, I mean, people were there with strollers and, and oh. just for points of reference. So we paired this one with the mousetrap with Goose Island, Goose Island. And we did that because they were um, super close to Second City. So if you're right. ever in Chicago and you're going to a show at Second City, Pop we would over. recommend these two breweries for happy yeah. hour. And they were right off the, I think the green. Or, or happy afternoon. Not the green line, the brown line maybe. I think, yeah, they're yeah. right off of a line. So it, just, I don't remember if we, I think we just walked all the way. We had reservations 
Yeah, we walked big. We, we got off somewhere in Clyburn and went to Goose Island first. Then we went to um, Off Color, and then we went to that uh, the Vig the Vig for dinner, which is across the street from. Um, Recommend it, yeah. And then you go to Second City Second Show. City. So yeah. all of this is a good itinerary if yeah. you're in that area. If you are going yeah. to Second City, you're absolutely right. Off Color does not serve food. Goose Island does, however. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a brew with food, Goose Island's your uh, your bet in that area. Yeah. And then the the next day. So next day. Yeah. Next day we, we hit up. Um, we did all the museums. We saw, you know, we saw Sue. It was a uh, crappy day. It was my birthday, it but it was birthday. the day wasn't crappy, but the weather was. So it was pouring rain. So we went to the Field Museum early, which was phenomenal. That's where Sue is. That's where you can get Sue's beer. Um, we probably spent a couple hours there, grabbed a light lunch, and then went to the Shed Aquarium, which. Oh because it was raining, it was so many every children. tourist with a child and every resident of the state of Illinois with a child and their stroller so and their grandparents were all at the Shed Museum. <laughs> and Andrew, the biologist, his blood pressure is going through the roof because every time we turn away, you can hear a parent giving a child wrong information. Daddy, daddy, what am I? Look, what is that animal? Well, that's a dolphin, son. Wrong. That's a porpoise. That's a porpoise. Or no, that's a beluga whale. <laughs> speak, Don't lie to your children. Speak with porpoise. This is a PSA. <laughs> Sorry. But so we did that during the day. But and the then octopus was plotting. The octopus, the octopus was, was so evil. Plotting. That pl- oh my god! You ever walk up to an octopus and it's twirling its um its uh, tentacles like you would like like the, like maniacally like a, laughing right like <laughs> a, uh snidely whiplash in the yeah. old like uh rocky bullwinkle things where he would like twist his fingers <laughs> out, like that was this octopus. That was the octopus it was scary we had to get out of there that thing between that and the children like the strollers everywhere it was gonna i don't mind them. the children but it was just like crowded beyond it, belief yeah. it was definitely one of those things like we can stare over the tops of the children so we could see the things from Easy. like five yeah. rows back <laughs> But it was a it was good. Highly recommend. But uh, from there, we walked over to Vice District Brewing. It was a in the pouring rain. Pouring so by the rain. time we got there, we were soaked to the bone. God. So I and Andrew was embarrassed, but I took my shoes off trying to dry my little feet. It was we were so wet. <laughs> we were so it wet. was so wet. But uh, Vice District Brewing is a, a neighborhood focused brewery, uh, which you're going to start seeing pretty much be a theme for most of these breweries we, we visit after Vice. Um, they're really focused on their area, so the South Loop. They are four years old, and based on what I could tell, they are the they are a minority-owned brewery, which doesn't sound like something we should be trumpeting, but it really is because breweries historically have been owned by white men. So anytime you have a female-owned brewery or you have a minority-owned brewery, that's a big deal because it is it's just such a white male-dominated. It's like politics. It's a very white male-dominated district uh, thing, and we really should get away from that because. Mm-hmm. The more diversity you have in your brewers, the more variety you have in your beer, the more um, variety you have in your tap rooms, the more different experiences. It's just a whole, it's just better for everybody. Yeah. And it was definitely a neighborhood. Like, oh, yeah. There was not a whole lot around there. Um, we unfortunately got there right after a couple kegs had kicked. So mm-hmm. I know we got a flight, and I think we got the only four that were on draft. So their flights are five beers, <laughs> but they only had four. So they. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was right. So we got to double up on something. Double up on something. But we stayed there for a flight. And yeah, they don't do food. So you can yeah. bring in food. They have a app that you can order through from local places. Yeah. But they have games. So we were playing Remy Cube. And there was a um, a like a game group met up. Yeah, it, like it got real crowded at the end because there was, yeah, they were playing all yeah. kinds of games. Yeah, I, I'd that was love cool. to go back to Vice when they don't kick all their kegs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the beers we had were really good. 
And this was a Sunday, like lazy Sunday afternoon, yeah, it, pouring it rain. Super easy. Yeah, it was yeah. a chill day. Um, but right, like literally a tenth of a mile up the street is... Giordano's? Giordano's. We went there for pizza right after. Right. So that's a good itinerary, you know, hit that for dinner. Absolutely. We and were gonna go out for drinks after dinner, but between the pizza, the oh, beer, so and the pouring rain being freezing... Yeah. We went back to the hotel and drank at the Palmer House. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend, though, if you guys are... If you do go to Chicago and you do the field museums... You can walk to Vice District. Yep. You can walk to Giordano's. Just do it. Yeah, Just, that's a good, you know, we spent literally all day at the museums yeah. and then, you know, had happy hour at Vice District and yeah. then went over for Giordano's, pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, whew, good Lord. And now the next day we actually made it into the brewery district, the West, the West mm-hmm. End Brewery District, which is popping. Unfortunately, most breweries are closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Yes, there's a lot over there that we couldn't hit, but... You know, if we were to do it on another day, in yeah. addition to what we did, you could do more. Yeah, you be aware of that. when you If you go to Chicago, a lot of the breweries are not open on Mondays, and a lot of them are not open on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. So you wind up with a very odd um, time frame when you, when you go and visit. Yeah, I think this day, we it was beautiful and sunny, and we did the Art Institute yes, um, of we, Chicago in the morning, and Millennium Park is right next to it. That was walking distance from our hotel. So we explored that. The Art Institute didn't open until 1030. Um, but we stayed there for probably two and a half hours and saw a fraction of that museum. God, that museum's crazy. Um, um, but then we left and went to Haymarket. Haymarket. Yeah. So we head over to Haymarket. And this is a brew pub. So they have really good food, which we did not get. Where did we? Oh, we went. We got pizza that day. We had pizza for oh, lunch. Oh, yeah. So we're at Giordano's. And Andrew tries to tell me that he thinks that... Lou Magnati's. The other one was better. No, I said the crust was better. The crust was better. I said everything, the internal I told him, you can't say that and not take me there. So within 24 hours, we went to the other pizza place. And yeah, we had a big lunch. So, but then afterwards, we just drank for the afternoon. So that was, in hindsight, probably not the best strategy. It was a great strategy. (laughs) Uh, So we went to Haymarket. Haymarket is a brewery built to celebrate working people. Uh, and and, they, and on a Monday afternoon, it is dead. Well, Monday at three, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is a brew. There's a brew pub in Chicago, which is where we went. And then they have, in order to create the beer they need so for their demand, they actually have a brewing facility in Michigan where they brew their five year round beers. And most of their their uh, their what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, their seasonals and one offs are brewed still at their Chicago facility. But everything else, all their year round stuff, like five beers that they brew and they can and do everything. I'm really looking forward because I'm sure Haymarket will get that down here soon. Um, but they have one of the most adorable, um, uh, what are those things? Flight paddles. Flight, yeah. paddles. It's a, it's a shape of it's like a flight Michigan. of five. Yeah. Flight of five. Um, we had a lot of fun there. Uh, the, our, since Laura, like Laura said, it was dead. Um, our bartender was absolutely spot on. And he and I, we t- chatted for a good bit about a lot of stuff. So he was telling us about a lot of the other local breweries in this area. Cause this is, um, one of the brewing areas, Goose Island has a location in this area, Ballast Point, Lagunitas, uh, Haymarket, All Rise. Uh, who else is over there? Cruz Blanca. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just a bunch of breweries that were all closed while we were there, so we didn't get to go to them. Um, oh, uh, Finch's is opening a location in that mm-hmm. area. Like, there's just a bunch of breweries that are right in that area. So he knew, our bartender knew a lot of the folks, because a lot of the Haymarket folks, they all do multiple things at the brewery. They they are don't just tend bar. They also help out in the brewing brewing process. So they know the other breweries in the area. But they had a great variety, I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, we got each got a flight of five and hung yeah. out for a while. Yeah. Oh good lord. Let's see. I had a they do food. I had a, you said it was brewing. Yeah. I had a Saison, a Schwartz beer, uh stout, 
Yeah, and some other, and I don't know what else I had there because they had a lot of beer. I remember having some different IPAs. I think I had a red IPA. Yeah. It was real good. This was the largest Chicago native brewery we went to that was not owned by AB InBev because Goose Island is obviously the largest. So Haymarket is the largest, like at this point, still Chicago based. Um, after that, we went over to the conservatory. Which is lovely. And we, I think we got the, there at 445 and, and it closed at five. At five. Yeah. Um, they have restrooms, which was important to someone who had been drinking beer for a couple of hours at that point. Um, but it's beautiful. And especially if you're there in the winter, it's warm. Yeah. So what a fun place to explore. And it was sunny. Yeah. Really pretty. Yeah. Easily could have spent 30, 45 minutes there and gotten really pretty pictures. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we came back into the district and went to All Rise. Interesting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is yet again a neighborhood-focused brewery, so they're focused on the folks that live in their area, and I think that explains why the brewery is what it is, because it reflects the people that they're trying to attract mm-hmm. to come to there, because they are in the brewery district. They are, it's very industrial. Um, yes. It's very much very red. Red coloration seems to be the theme, and they have- Oh, the, I thought grunge was the theme. Grunge, was I wrong? Grunge may be the theme, but okay. red, red and black were the predominant color. Yeah, products. I mean, it's very like- yeah, like red lights. It's and dark, yeah. Mm-hmm, it's um, dark inside. And this was the Cobra Lounge that they have. So they have their All Rise Brewery and then the Cobra Lounge, which is where we were. And they serve food. We they were not do. remotely hungry, but yeah. you could eat. Yeah. And they are a party-focused brewery. They're mm-hmm. trying to get folks to come in and party. Woo! Party hard over mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, that was... All Rise was definitely my least favorite of the breweries who we visited. Um, part of it was the atmosphere. Part of it was the beer wasn't overly great. Um, I think the atmosphere has so much to do with it, though. Like, if you were to take that beer and package it in a different area, different environment, I probably would have thought way different. Maybe, but it's still like, let me go back and look at my uh, untapped. Uh, oh, I didn't. Oh. It was so non-pulsed to me. I didn't even put it in my end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's worth like if you're over there and yeah. you want to get, I think we got flights yeah. and or it's shared op- a flight or something. And it's open seven days a week, so you yeah. can get in there, no problem. I just didn't, I am, people, uh, I mean, I'm really bad at untapped. And it's because I only put in things that I find really good or find really. Which I can't wait till we get to, you know what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, till, or I find really rare. So those those are the two things where it, like if I put it in my untapped, it's because it was either really really good, really rare, or I just want to remember how bad it was, so I never ever ever visit it again. Well, then let's <clears> move on. Let's do it. So we kept walking down the street, <laughs> like yeah. another block, and stumbled upon. Ballast. Well, we knew it was there, but Ballast Point. Yeah, we stumbled upon <laughs> this brewery that we knew, uh, but. Yeah, if you want to learn more about Ballast Point's history and some of their uh, beers, please just check in our old, our other episode. Um, we had it was they it, have fun flight. I mean, they have, they a, have lot a lot of variety, of um, and it was a Monday night, so it was very dead. But they had an interesting like you could have gotten a beer and a uh, burger for like, like five bucks, ten or fifteen yeah, bucks. Like they had a good Monday night special when yeah. um, we weren't eating dinner there that night, but you could tell that was. You know, mm-hmm. popular for locals. Yeah. Some business people were there. And I got into all the things. Oh, my gosh. gosh Here I we did. go. Uh, I was Okay. I love beer. Don't get me wrong. I know this is the wrong place to voice this, but sometimes you just get so full. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was at this point. Yeah. I got I got into their one of their barrel-aged flights. I had a High West uh, Victory at Sea, Red Wine, Russian Imperial, Bourbon Navigator, Bourbon Barrel Doppelbach, uh, White Wine Barrel-aged Saison. And then I did something I regret. <laughs> I went ahead and got the Indra Kanidra. 
Oh my gosh, that was weird. Yeah. Didn't Travis tell you not to do that? Yeah, well, I asked Travis after Travis. that. Travis. And he said, well, he said he actually hadn't had it. He had just heard that it tasted like curry. Well, it tastes like curry. Indra Kanidra is straight yellow curry. Um, <laughs> and man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's. But it was a fun facility. Yeah, I would. I would. They recommend. have food. Yeah. If you're going for food and beer, get a flight. Way yeah. fun. It's a good place, and like I said, it's right in the down the part where all the other breweries are. So mm-hmm. in the West End. So if you want to just swing by, check it out. Def- definitely do it. Absolutely. Um, and like Laura was saying, there's just so much variety there that's not at their. Uh, that you don't get at the Total Wine or your grocery store. Yeah. And side note, because you know people who are listening to this brewery or to this podcast probably enjoy drinking after that we had dinner at a restaurant we took the l around but then we went to the john hancock building uh, yes. and if you're ever in chicago andrew had done this before for work but we took the elevator up to the top to the 96 six signature 96 or whatever that it's a bar up there and you know there's the observation deck which costs money or you can take the elevator up to this bar and you still pay money, but you're paying money for an expensive drink. Right. <laughs> but you get to see the, so we were up there at night. So it was very cool to see the building lit or the, all the buildings lit up. And yeah. if you're um, using the women's restroom, that was probably the best view of the house. Andrew's bathroom didn't have that men's beautiful, restroom. like literally you come out of the stall <laughs> and you have floor to ceiling glass windows out, you know, looking over um, the lake. So it was very pretty. Yeah. But just a side note, that's what we did to complete that day. And I thought that was way fun. Yeah. The Hancock Tower is a lot of fun for, um, I think, uh, after dinner drink. The it, cocktail was enormously expensive. And I drank it so fast because I wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do it. Right. Well but it was way cool. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And it, it's good. It's definitely something you should experience. Yeah. If you want a $10 Bud Light, go to the top of that building. It's like eight bucks. Eight we got bucks. cocktails to yeah. be different, but. Right. Definitely worth it. I mean, it's because we've been drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, spice it up, y'all. <laughs> All right. So our last two breweries we hit, uh, or our final day there, mm-hmm. one was the Adam Street Brewery, which was the youngest brewery we, we visited. Yeah, this one was part of, like, what's it called? The Berghof? The, the Berghof. Yeah. The, it was a German restaurant, and attached to it, you know, as part of the restaurant, they have the Adam Street Brewery. Which was brand new. It opened in 2018. Yeah, Andrew had been to the German restaurant before, and we stumbled upon it. We were hungry, and th- we had a delicious meal, I thought. Oh, excellent. And then good. on top of it, we got these great flights. Yeah. So the uh, Berghof is a very, very old German brewery off Adam Street in um, uh, Chicago. It was opened in 1898 uh, by Hermann Berghof. Who was is a, it a brewery or a restaurant? Well, the Berghof is a restaurant. The Adam Street Brewery is oh, I thought part you said of the Berghof restaurant. Brewery. Yeah, sorry. Well, the Berghof Brewery was a real thing because oh. Herman Berghof, the founder of the restaurant, was originally a brewer. And that's how he came to owning a restaurant. Oh, he interesting. Owned, he was a cafe brewery to start with. Hmm. And then Prohibition happened and he stopped brewing beer. And, well, I guess he was dead at that point, but the restaurant stopped brewing beer and started just focusing on food and quote unquote near beers. And then uh, they decided, that, hey, let's start this brewery back up uh, last year. So, <laughs> so Way here's, fun here's though. Food yeah. was so good. And the German beer was excellent. I mean, yeah. this is the beer they brew in house, but it's still excellent. And they have, they do get a lot of imported German stuff because I've been there before for, for dinner and gotten like some fancy Schwarz beers and some Rosh beers and things like that. And they do a lot of, they're really German focused. So the brewers, their beer they're brewing is German and the beers they have on tap are German. 
It was right near the loop. We were oh, yeah, you can't miss. walking it's distance right from, downtown. we stayed at the Palmer House. Yeah. So we were shopping and then hit this up for lunch and beer. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, Adam Street Brewery slash the Berghoff. Excellent. Excellent yeah, places. Should have gotten the schnitzel. Should have. Next time. Oh, we didn't get the schnitzel. But we did get the, oh, what did we get? Uh, the, the fried. Basically, things. it was a fried mac and cheese with chicken sausage in it. And it was delightful. <laughs> and we split a burger. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to our final brewery. Andrew loved this place. And full disclosure, I got to the point this day. I think it was the flights at Adam Street Brewery. Like, I had wine here. I was so full. And we were going to an early dinner because we had a 730 show for Hamilton. My glass of wine was delightful. But let's move on to the beer. Oh, let's talk about this. (laughs) Andrew. Oh. So Cruz Blanca is a taquera and cerveceria. Uh, they are a small batch Chicago brewery, passionately focused on the Mod Mex lagers, sunny IPAs, and tropical wild fermented sours. They're inspired by the original Cruz Blanca brewery that opened in Mexico City in the 1860s. Uh, they are they all they do is tacos and beer, and they are owned by a James Board a James Beard Award winning chef Rick Bayless, uh, which we found out about before we went to the brewery because our good buddy at Haymarket told us about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cruz Blanca, oh my gosh. Andrew had this beer. I'll let him tell you all about oh, just it. Just the best. I had to hear about it for like three weeks straight. It was a perfect porter. <laughs> it was just the perfect Was porter. it five stars? It was a five star. Oh, I don't give Lord. those out willy-nilly Mm-mm. unless I'm really, really hammered. Um, but let's see. I had two pink beers there. I had the Cactus Jewel and the Florida Floridarita. Floridita? Floridita. Uh, both pink. Don't know why. I always have to get a pink beer. <laughs> but then the Crown Jewel was the Barbara Negra. This was a uh, porter. Let's see. What, what did I actually say? What were my thoughts on this thing? Chocolate, coconut, and some spices. This may be a perfect porter, <laughs> especially on nitro. Like drinking a mounds bar. It really was. That was after he'd been day drinking for a while. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Your description was, is wonderful. It, it was delicious. He was so happy, though. I was so happy. It was a very cool just area because we sat at this weird little like sidebar. It wasn't at the main bar. It was a... Like bar they had put into the side and the wall was glass that we were looking out into and it looked out into the brewing facility mm-hmm. and the brewmaster yeah. or whomever was yeah, going to town and he was working. I mean, we were there on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So that was really cool to see. And Cruz Blanca is in the same general area as the other West End uh, breweries are. So it's right near Ballast Point. It's Haymarket. Yeah. It, it's you know, half a block from Haymarket, mm-hmm. half a block from Ballast Point, three blo- two blocks from All Rise. It's really in that area and Cruz Blanca was the one spot that our guy from Haymarket highly recommended we visit. And it was... It was Next time we would eat there. I would absolutely. It was Taco Tuesday when we were there. I'll be at very early for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it was like 4.30. Yeah. Well, that was Chicago. Very good beer city. Uh, it, like I said, it's probably not quite Asheville in terms of like size of size of the city relative to the size of uh, the, the amount of breweries, but there are so many breweries there you can get lost drinking beer. Well, I think we may want to drink in, get into one of our beers from a brewery we did not get to try. You have we to there. get it next time. But uh, so we are going to do a quick tasting with Moody Tongue. All right, so we're going to taste a few beers from uh, Moody Tongue Brewery, which we did not get to go visit while we were in Chicago. Uh, this one was closed on our brewery tour day, and it was also in a weird location, just away from everything. 
I think there were other things down there. We just didn't make it to this part of yeah, Chicago. It's the south of the loop. It's pretty far down. We just didn't make it. It would have been like a 35-minute L ride. Yeah, it wasn't a thing we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to be enjoying uh, three beers from Moody Tongue. Also, when you go to the the uh, Total Wine around here and you look for Chicago breweries, there were a total of two Goose Islands and four Moody Tongues. And that's it. That's actually from Chicago proper. Mm-hmm. So everything in Chicago is really getting that... Um, Things in Chicago are just trying to be very, um, they're staying in Chicago. And a lot of these breweries were neighborhood-based breweries. So first up, we have the Smoked Applewood Gold. That one. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is a 5% alcohol uh, beer. It is the, their website calls it the Smoked Applewood Gold. is a beer true to its name in both hue and excellence. Taste and smell are powerful tools for nostalgia and mood setting, where certain flavors and aromas can bear the sensor to faraway memories or bring them closer to home. We crafted this beer with sunshine in our minds, making its body light and vibrant enough to enjoy throughout the night and well-balanced to pair with a variety of dishes from smoked salmon to grilled Midwestern sweet corn. I'm not getting a whole lot on the nose, are you? Mm, I get something. I was getting a little bit of funk on it. Um... And not quite the fruits that I was expecting. Mm-mm. It's, I mean, they, their website says that the flavor is applewood and the aroma is peachwood. I'm not even sure what that means. Peachwood? Either. Applewood? When I think applewood, I think smoked bacon. Yeah, that's what, what I think <laughs> <about> too. <laughs> but it's a wood that you smoke the bacon on? Yes, it's the wood you smoke okay. the bacon. Like, the hickory smoke things. Like, you, okay. don't, you don't eat the hickory tree, typically. Not yeah. getting a ton of... The nose is very light. There's maybe a touch of fruit to it, but it's a lot more... Um, What's what I'm looking for? Um, a lot more for, farmhouse funk type beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seem, is it having an identity crisis? Well, it's not like a real easy style either. It's a mm-hmm. smoked gold. I don't know what that means. So, oh, there it is. I got the smoke on the back end now. Oh, yeah. That's it's pretty smoky. It takes you a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once I got into it, it's it. a couple of sips in. Now I'm getting smoke on the back end, the mid to back of my mouth. And it really does remind me of like a Rausch beer, like a German Rausch beer. Stu would really like this. I could see how it's not abrasive, you know, probably group friendly. Lots of people would like it if you had a crowler. Yeah, I think it's a growler. The more I drink it, the more apple I'm getting, the more the more that smokiness I get. So it's like a smoked, not quite cider, but like a smoked apple juice or something. I could see that. Yeah. It's light, kind of like an apple juice. <clears throat> yeah, it's got a beautiful golden color. It looks just like apple juice. Uh, I'm looking forward to drinking the rest of this beer. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. I'm excited about this one. A sliced nectar IPA. Oh, let me do it again. <laughs> a sliced nectarine IPA. This one's 5.9 ABV. And straight off of the Moody Tongue website, the inspiration for the sliced nectarine IPA came from the form of a summer farmer's market and the abundance of fresh fruits and produce. Uh, the resulting IPA showcases a bright tropical aroma of stone fruits that balances the grapefruit acidity of the Chinook hops. The beer's crisp profile refreshes and delights taste buds and craves pairings such as a slow roasted pork shoulder or a slice of warm peach pie. I'm excited. Sorry, I was turning off uh, mm, some sound. Just on the nose initially without even stirring things up. Okay, now this beer... I'm poured, getting that peach. This beer poured foamy. It had a huge head on it, like a really thick head that wouldn't break down. Now, we did sort of cold crash these beers, just try to mm. cool them down so we could drink them. Uh, because they, I just bought them, what, two hours ago, hour mm-hmm. ago? Uh, and we needed to put them in the freezer, so that may have done it. But, like, this head is really thick, really creamy. I really like that. 
a little bit of stone fruit, a little bit of nectarine on the nose. It's not overly fruity, though. Not like a punch in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, the Chinook plays really well with this. Mm-hmm. It's smooth mm-hmm. for an IPA. It didn't have the uh, IBUs. No, they didn't have their IBUs posted anywhere. I wouldn't think it's particularly bitter. Uh, no. And we've talked about this at length about IBUs and uh, how they translate to bitterness and perceived bitterness unit is not in- equivalent to IBUs because IBUs talk about how much hops are in it, not what kind of hops and how that impacts it. But yeah, this is very nice. It's a fairly approachable IPA. It's more traditional than like the ones we had with Trophy. Mm-hmm. I think those are much more modern, but this definitely has a stone fruit, um, more nectarine, not tropical fruits, but... It's, I'm coming back to that one. Yeah, it's subtle but good. Um, that's definitely probably the way I describe the this beers. Yeah, it's not overly. Yeah, and dumb. while I think the applewood beer, uh, the smoked applewood, it changes as I drink it. This one, it's what it is right off the bat. Like you get all the flavors right off the gun, right off the jump, and nothing has really changed for me in that beer. Well, that brings us to our last moody tongue beer. Really, I'm sad we did not make it to moody tongue. But, I know. <clears throat> Save something for next time. We I will know. be back. We will be back to Chicago. It's fantastic. Um, but this is the Steeped Emperor's Lemon Saison. 6.3% alcohol. The lemon combination within the Steeped Emperor's Lemon Saison highlights intense flavors and aromas that are balanced by the acidity and the fruit flavors of the Saison yeast and the Soraki Ace hops. We use a double steep process to showcase the lemon profile, and the resulting Saison highlights flavors of lemon meringue pie with the aromatics of a Meyer lemon. Lemon. Yeah. This beer pairs well with lighter seafood dishes such as grilled shrimp or sautéed scallops mm. or after dark with a lemon tart or lemon sugar cookie. I feel like this is just me lemon or uh, summer in a glass. Yeah. Well, what we should have done mm. is get some of those lemonades. We'll do that. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. We opened yeah, we got, some, we got some. We had some uh, Girl Scout cookies in the back of the pantry that had lasted a couple months. So were, we cracked fresh, open the lemonades. Fresh. They were still good through the rest of this year. I don't think two months is bad. No. <laughs> and it does have a nice, it's a, it's a light, subtle lemony head. Yeah. Mm, that with a lemonade cookie. Oh, that's good. We're going to have to do the lemonade cookie on air. Yeah, yeah we'll do we'll, <laughs> Let's go get one. Okay. <laughs> All right. While Laura does that, I'm going to riff for a little bit. Uh, so Moody Tongue is, we also bought a couple other things from Moody Tongue, but this is always the problem when you should travel um, to a place where you're flying and you don't have any way to transport the beer back. Uh, we had no way out of all these excellent breweries we went to uh, and some not so excellent. We weren't able to bring anything back with us just because we were checking bags and, you know, the TSA frowns upon things like that. All right. So we've got. Oh, sorry. We didn't check bags. Yeah. Sorry. So TSA, you know how it is. As I say, when we check bags, we can fly back with beer. We're not supposed to. But we've done it and it survived. TSA, don't don't come looking. Don't <laughs> knock on my bag. Customs. Customs. <laughs> all right. So we've got our Girl Scout lemonade cookie with our lemon saison. Was it everything you thought it could be? I mean, it's excellent. I think I'm enjoying it more with the cookie. I was definitely happy when I saw this beer because it looked so good. It, ta- it sounded like it would be tasty uh, when I saw it at the shop, and I'm glad I got it. It's really good. I think I like the beer more just by itself. I would eat the lemon cookie with anything we just drank. <laughs> <laughs> lemon cookie and stouts. <laughs> lemon cookie and a porter. <laughs> Doesn't right. matter. The right porter. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to talk about weird flavors because I'm over here yesterday putting gin in my coffee. It was a weird day. It was good. (laughs) I had no problems with it. It smelled terrible. I was watching hockey. I was just assuming like the botanicals of the gin would go well with coffee like um, coffee IPAs. Don't be shaking your head at me. It was delicious. Wow, we were getting really 
really good on this podcast. Now we're doing food. We have the whole thing. It does say that it would pair well with a lemon tart or lemon sugar cookie, and they did not disappoint. <laughs> no. And this beer is nice and approachable. It would be good hot summer day. Mm-hmm. It would be good with meal. Um, because lemon is usually a nice palate cleansing flavor anyway. It's not and it's be, subtle. It's not yeah. like pucker. It's yeah. not sour. It's not lemon means. city. Mm-mm. It's not. And, and even with the flavor, the Saison really does shine in this. Yes. Laura, of these three beers, what was your favorite? Um, Probably the sliced nectarine IPA, followed by the lemon, and then my least favorite, but I would still drink it, was the Applewood Gold. Of these three, the IPA was my least favorite. Sweet. It's and mine. That, well, that's saying something because it was also very good. Mm-hmm. So everything from Moody Tongue was excellent. I'm looking forward. I know Travis and I are going to do a, because they're easier, they're getting to be easier around here so we will do moody tongue episode at some point and we'll probably be revisiting some of these beers because they're easy to get hold of but uh i will i'm definitely looking forward to it and getting into know a little bit more about them in the future but with that said chicago definitely visit it is not quite the beer city Asheville is but there are plenty of excellent breweries uh the city itself is just fantastic so we highly recommend visiting I don't know. So what makes you say it's not the beer city that Asheville is? Asheville has over 40 breweries. How many breweries does Chicago have? Maybe 15. Really? That's it? I mean, 15 a lot. I thought they had a lot more. No, they don't have as many as Raleigh. Oh. Yeah. Are you sure? Have yeah. you seen my beer map that I made? I, maybe it's 15 or 20, but... Google it. it. Well, how about you fill the time okay. while I'm looking this up? <laughs> I thought Chicago had a lot of beer options. I do. The thing is, the city is so big. You know, with Asheville, it's so concentrated that you can hit a bunch of breweries within a given day. Whereas Chicago, we really had to strategize. We had a Google map created where we pinned all of the breweries so that we could wrap our brains around if we're going to be in a certain spot, which ones we wanted to hit. And then we had to cross-reference that with their schedules because not all of them are open on the same days. Um, But when you find an area, like we had talked about, you know, visiting certain ones on certain days because they were close by, I think that's the way to do it. There are other regions that had, you know, breweries that we definitely want to go back to, Moody Tongue. Um, So your breweries are showing that you have 30 breweries. They also include a few other things that aren't breweries. Like you have off color. You don't have off color. See, there are a ton. There really are. Yeah, you're right. There are about 30 breweries. So it's not short short change. And I definitely don't want to. It's you're right. It is spread the heck out. Um, Chicago's just so big. Like to get from point A to point B when you Google map public transport, it's a 50 minute ride. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were looking at uh, we took the the blue line out to uh, the airport. And that was a 40-minute drive, and we passed by multiple breweries that we wanted to get, like Revolution. That's a big one in Chicago that we didn't get to yeah. go to. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of breweries. You're right. There are. There are a bunch of breweries. It is just a big city, though. But definitely go visit. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of breweries all over the place. And um, that was just a fraction of what you can do there, obviously. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you go to Chicago, you're going for many reasons. But, yeah. Highly recommend. definitely tuck some beer into that. <clears throat> highly recommend it. <laughs> schedule. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um you, Kayla? <laughs> you, you having drinking problems? Good thing the beer matches the chair. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's Brew News. <laughs> no, there's nothing there. I'm just screwing with Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do this often enough to know what the ending sounds like. I'm uh, sorry. You guys know where to follow us. Find us on brewnewspod.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you're not already. Uh, if you already are following us on Insta or following me on Untapped. You knew that this episode was coming because you saw all the posts that we had all over um, the, the place with Chicago. Chicago. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I uh, hope you have a good week and cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's Brew News.
If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on. We value your feedback, and it also helps the show reach more listeners. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries or with a brewery and would like to join us, feel free to tweet or follow us on Twitter at brew underscore news. We're on Instagram at brewnewspod, and you can visit our website, brewnewspod.com, where we will post links, photos, and tasting notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with more exciting brew news. Cheers. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how you could join the Brew News crew? We'll swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod and you can join us. We have three different tiers for all of our patrons. At the logger level, you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes. At the IPA level, you get early access to our podcast episodes, but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew. And you get special video presentations, including our Beer Miss Special. At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew.